0: Welcome back Hello. to season two of Shoot Your Shoot Shot. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Woo! Uh, hey guys, we're back. back. I know
1: it's been finally. Forever. I know
0: it's been a minute. It's been how long has it been since we last recorded?
1: Since we last recorded, I think it's been, oh my gosh, we we last recorded in what May, May end of May, and it's September. Like it's you no, moved.
0: it's October third. October.
1: Yeah, we I think we had episodes going out till July, um, mm-hmm. but we didn't record since May. That's such a long yeah. time, guys. We have <laughs> not
0: recorded in months, so this is great. We're so excited to be back. It feels good. We have a bit of a different setup because obviously as you guys know by now I moved to Europe so we are doing this virtually
1: um yeah it looks it I think it's working I mean it it's very different to like not see you across the table from me but like it is it's kind of cool I kind of am into it
0: No, I like it. I think this is going to make it easier to record now that we kind of have it figured out. But yeah, so yeah. for those who are listening audio only, we are recording video virtually through a uh, platform online. So if you guys still want to watch on YouTube, you can. This is on YouTube. Um, and then obviously, we are still in all the regular other podcast platforms. So nothing yeah. has changed, which is exciting. Okay, so we haven't chatted in a while, so. I just yeah, I feel like we can just use this also to catch up you and me because it's been a minute. But um yes. how are you? Where are you right now? Or you're in LA, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm in LA and you're in okay. Paris. where yeah. what are we? Are we a nine hour time difference? Yeah, yeah, nine hours. That's if you're crazy. in LA. Yeah. yeah. It's honestly <laughs> it's so
0: annoying for uh scheduling meetings because my mornings everybody's asleep on the West Coast. So I basically can't take any meetings until afternoon to nighttime. For me. And then people are always like, Oh, are you like two of my best friends have been trying to get on a call with me for a month, but it's impossible because one of them works every morning. So by the time she's free, it's like six PM her time and it's like three AM here. And uh-huh. I literally haven't been able to FaceTime them in like a month because it's time difference.
1: I know. Aww. It's really sad. I know. And <laughs> um, we even have meetings like it'll be like eleven PM here in LA and it's like what, eight AM your time? Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I guess like should we like go back and forth? Like saying what we've been up to since yeah let's talk about I our guess, summer july okay yeah in june i kind of took like a little break for two weeks from work to go on a vacation with my mom which was super fun and super sweet oh it was we the loved. train
0: right you took the train yeah. across america yeah yep, that's a the train
1: across the country i didn't
0: even know you could do that like i didn't know that a train i didn't either it, was it one train or multiple you like hop train hopped to get to it the was... end of America.
1: It was one train. It goes from we left from Chicago and finished in well we finished in the Grand Canyon and spent some time in Arizona and then got a rental car and then drove to L.A. and then f- took the train back from L.A. to all the way to Pittsburgh. So wait, that's so cool. I like. I guess I had so no idea you common, could do it.
0: It's so much more common to take trains in Europe, but I've never really have taken trains in the states aside from New York to Virginia and then San Diego to L.A. So, like, I, I don't realize – I didn't realize that there was the possibility of doing that, which is so sick.
1: We took a train um, across the country, so I took, like, two weeks off to do that with her. And then after that, I went straight into um, my hike at Havasupai, mm. which was mm-hmm. crazy. I've waited, like, so three sick. years uh, – yeah, three years to get that permit because I basically have a Havasupai. How it works is um, – for anybody who doesn't know, it's a – hike on an Indian reservation and you have to join a waiting list to get assigned um, a permit Jack and I signed up I think it was like maybe like four months before COVID officially happened so we were supposed to go in June of like 2020 but then it got pushed to June 2023 because of COVID so like we literally were on the wait list for three years um and it was wild absolutely like Magical. It was just such a cool experience. Uh, there was no service. It was a very intense hike in like a hundred degree weather, but it was just a very good like passion project content trip. Mm-hmm. Um, that you need.
0: Let, let, you need to post. You need to post content from that. I haven't seen. I saw like one reel that you made. I know. Would be like you sitting, but like you need to post content from that.
1: I know. I have so much editing to do. Honestly, like we we literally re- so. We took in, like, all of our professional gear. Like, Jack literally hiked the whole thing, like, holding his gimbal. Like, we have so much content. We just have to actually sit down and edit it still. Um, But – I feel like that's, like, such a common woe. Like, the same thing happens to me. I
0: go on a trip. And I shoot so much stuff and then I end up not editing for like six months. Like, okay, yeah. our trip in Sicily, I still you haven't had like fifty percent of the photos, like more than fifty percent, and there's so much that's good right. stuff. I don't know why, like that's such a creator thing where it is you you just like you prepare, you plan, you shoot, you get so much content, and then you just like because it's not a client thing you just throw it into a hard drive and you don't touch it. It's like exactly I, so many people say the same thing. I don't know why we are like this. Like if I had a deadline on it, I would edit it like the week up But because there's no like need to have it done. I just like push it away for so long. And it's so stupid because it's content that it, could like further my portfolio or like elevate get yourself, new clients. Yeah. yeah. And it's just also like, it's fun to share that side of what I do, but I think it's because we're not like, I'm not a travel content creator at all. So it's like, I don't have this timeline and deadline in the back of my mind that like a travel a full time travel content creator, like, I don't know, like Chelsea Kwai or something, or even like Chris Baldara's Mm -hmm. like, they always edit right away. Because it's like, that's their like, they are a travel content creator, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I I think I'm glad you brought that point up. Because that's been something I've been trying to like, almost like retrain my mind to think of and look as like, if i go on a trip or if i do something for myself like i need to look at it as if like a client is paying me to do that because if yeah. i do that then exactly. i'll get it done like asap but if i'm looking mm-hmm. at it as like oh like this is george's like fun fun content like it like will never get thing. done it'll never get yeah. done but yeah it's so important to remember that like we have to focus on our personal brands because at the end of the day like like I mean, obviously our work speaks for itself, but if your personal brand is also growing, like there's so many opportunities you could be missing out on if you don't focus on that.
0: So yeah, it's like, been, it's like even beyond like a personal brand, it's just like throwing all the stuff that you shoot out there. Like you will get a client eventually from yeah, exactly. the stuff that you're shooting on your own for fun. Like I that always happens to me whenever I do end up posting this like travel stuff. I'll have someone who's like, oh, I'm traveling and I want you to come with me. You know, so- yeah, I know. It's, like, why do we do that to ourselves? It's, like, the, the solution so is us just doing it, but then, like, no, like I, I have this conversation with, like, so many friends where we're always, like, yeah, mm-hmm. we just don't – we just don't edit
1: anything. I okay, know. Like, literally <laughs> last night, I was sitting in my room, and I have to edit a couple photos that I did for my friend. I, like, took some merch <laughs> photos for him, and he's paying me, obviously, but at the same time, I was, like, oh, but I also want to edit this one real idea that I have for myself, And I like got all the footage together and then I just went into being like, yeah, but if I just get these merch photos out of my head first and I'll be able to like think about my reel more creatively. But then that always happens. It's like a slippery slope because then it's like, okay, merch photos are done, but then the next project comes up and you just keep pushing yourself like out of the way. It's just a vicious cycle that I feel like we can all do better at being better at.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, same. I have to... I have so much like I shot so much cool stuff this summer
1: for fun and I haven't touched, I would say like, I've barely seen some I mean I've seen like some of your reels that you've been doing on your travels but I I was just gonna say I feel like you also have so many things that I haven't even seen yet
0: yeah I mean I shot so much this summer for fun and yeah I haven't <laughs>
1: I not <haven't been> <laughs> any
0: of it I mean, I've edited like maybe a couple <laughs> pictures. But yeah, for the most part, I haven't really touched all of my travel stuff. Cause I did have a really busy summer. Um, and so I yeah, I've just been like working on client stuff all summer. Like it was a busy summer for me. Thank God. That's like good. I was so I was so nervous moving to Paris because I was like I on know you were. my whole business. Like, what if it doesn't work out? What if I don't get clients and I feel like God was just laughing at me because I've been more busy in Paris than I was in LA. Like I get booked more here. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I have been getting booked so much here and it's, I mean, it's such a blessing. I'm so grateful, but I've been so busy. And so I, yeah, I haven't edited any personal stuff because I've just been like deadline after like whenever I finish like three client projects, I'm like, okay, I have a week to like just focus on my own work and like relax And then I end up like getting booked again. And then I'm like, ah, I have another deadline. And then it just goes like back to back. So I haven't edited anything because I've been busy, which I guess is like an okay excuse, but it's still not a good excuse because I need
1: to- But that is good to hear that you have found work in Paris. Because I remember, and for those who maybe have listened to our like last one or two episodes of our last season, Claire, you even mentioned this kind of a little bit of anxiety going into moving to Paris because you were worried about getting- Yeah, it was- cool to see that- three months later, you're like, I'm so busy.
0: Yeah. I was really apprehensive before moving. Um, because yeah, I mean, I was in LA for almost seven years and like my business was doing really well. And I had like all these retainer clients and like, weirdly enough, moving to Paris has made me busier because I actually, okay. So I don't know if you guys saw, if any of you've listened, but I was on the five of five podcast, um, with the guys in August, like a month and a half ago when I was in LA and, Um, They were asking me about that and they're like, are you able to get work? And I told them on the podcast, I was like, it's crazy, but I've kind of like figured out a way to get work in Europe, which I don't really know if it's like something that I've just figured out, but I don't know. It's just working for me, I guess. But I think the reason I'm getting so much work is that an American production company or an agency or a client, a brand, whatever, an American client would rather hire a contract American content creator in europe than hire a french agency or french production company because the way the payment system works in france is completely different you probably have to deal mm-hmm. with so many weird taxes and like just weird like financial like issues structures not even yeah. visas because like the person's already in france it's just like you have to pay them in euros you have to pay them with like different like you know like there's no w2 in france it's like a different type of thing. And so an American company doesn't want to have to deal with a European, whether it's French or Spanish or German, whatever. Um, it's just more complicated. So I'm actually getting a lot of work because I think because I'm American, um, I'm able to take on work as an American, but I'm also a French citizen. So I'm like, it's like legal for me to be working in France, but I'm getting paid via American companies. So it's not actually like I'm making money with like a French company. Anyways, long story short, I think it's technically easier for an American company to hire me. So I think because of that, I've been getting a lot of work because they're like, "Whoa, now we have a contact in France versus going through an agency, which like we all know going through an agency can be, it just is really complicated and like they take a really big cut. So I'm able to get a bigger budget because it's my, it's my budget. It's my rate. I'm getting paid my rate, which also that's such a sick thing that I realized is that I think creators in France get paid less. I'm still getting paid my American rate as in living in France. So I'm actually making more money technically because everything here is cheaper than LA. So I'm te- even though I'm making like, you know, the same rate, it's like, technically it's more valuable because I get more out of that money here. So I feel I don't like know, this is like
1: a, this is like a creator hack. <laughs> I
0: mean, the thing is though, the way, because the reason it works so well for me is because I'm a French citizen. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have to leave France, you know? So it's like, I had definitely have an advantage. um, And I'm like, and you can also speak the language
1: too. Like I know exactly. That's the thing too. It's like,
0: no it does because then I can find French models I can find French locations like I have no there's no issue for me to get anything done in France versus if you were having just an American here they might struggle to like connect with people or like whatever yeah. it would just be more complicated so anyways I think I've just figured out that this move was so good for my career actually and I'm really uh... grateful because I was so freaked out before I moved and now I'm like ah, oh, could not be better <laughs> uh yay yeah, yeah, yeah. um okay so June moved to Paris I was with my brothers they helped me move in for two months or for a month and we went to Ibiza for fun which was like so weird going to Ibiza with my brothers because they're like younger than me they're like 19 and 21 and I was, like, <laughs> we were like at a club and I was like this is so bizarre clubbing with my 19 <laughs> year old brother in Ibiza like never did I see this coming at all so that was really fun wait what um, club that was- did you go to when you were there um I don't remember, Do remember? it was like one of the it was one of the really popular ones it was huge it was like a carnival
1: like it wasn't oh, even a club it was probably it was like, high no that doesn't ring a bell oh okay never mind because um, I went for one night there and like I have my like opinions on Ibiza but I think I just went to the wrong club
0: <laughs> yeah I actually Ibiza was cool but I, I think it was so overhyped and then I got there yes. and I was
1: like okay it's I mean it's that's still, how okay it's not that cool that's how I felt. I felt like I had this, like, huge expectation in my head where I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Ibiza. And, like, I-, I love, like, partying just as much as the next person. But I was like, this doesn't feel like it lived up to my standards. And, like, I don't know if, again, I just went to, like, the wrong place. But,
0: yeah, like,
1: the club wasn't even, like, in, like, a strip. I went to Amnesia. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing wrong with it. Oh, like, it I think I went to Amnesia. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but it was just weird to me. Like I, I came up, like I came in the Uber or whatever and like, there was nothing like around it. It was just the club. Like, I don't know. I thought I was going to go on the strip and I know there's other parts of Ibiza I didn't get to see. So I don't want to like discredit Ibiza. Well, there's not
0: really, there's not really like a strip of clubs though. It's not like Vegas where there's a strip. Like they like the, the really big clubs are all scattered randomly. In yeah. The I, there, I didn't know that. There isn't really a club strip. So I don't think you missed anything, because, like, there, oh, that's not okay.
1: Then, yeah, yeah I mean, that doesn't make as, sense like, to I'm me. It so um, doesn't make sense to me. I feel like I want to be able to, like, get out and, like, walk to the next spot, but I guess you have well, to Well, I feel like that's
0: – yeah, that's more of, like, if there's a bunch of bars next to each other, you can definitely go bar hopping in Ibiza, but as far as I could tell, like, all the clubs are kind of just scattered. Just, like,
1: randomly scattered. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, no, Ibiza was cool, but, like, I mean, I, I'm just lucky that I've traveled a lot, so, like, it takes – someone really cool to impress me now and i was like all right visa is definitely like the white trash of europe like (laughs) like it is though like i got there and it was just no offense to our british friends but it was like the trashiest english people i've ever seen it was like people oh there were a lot of everywhere like it was just so you know how like vegas is like the white trash of america yeah. It's like the same the Ibiza, but it's like <laughs> the weirdos of Europe. So it was cool. But there are a lot time, of British people
1: there. There are a lot of really Oh like, my gosh. It's literally like ninety-eight percent
0: British people. Yes. Yeah. And it was I wasn't expecting that for some reason. I was like, wow, why are there so I wasn't many? Either. <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: know was, what I, was, I don't know, know what I was expecting, but it, yeah, it was just very like they were doing some weird things. Like- so went to Ibiza and then I went, oh, I went on a really cute road trip with
0: my mom and sister in France. Oh, that's we right. Went the, we went to um, Clermont-Ferrand and like underneath, like not all the way south of France, but like pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. Auvergne, for those who know France, it's in Auvergne. And um, we just drove around for a few days and like, it was so fun. I've always dreamed of doing a road trip with them. My sister is 15 years younger than me, so she's pretty little. So it's just Like, literally, always been a dream. And we went to Rocamadour and like all these incredible places. And yeah, it was so fun. So that was like a big highlight Uh... from June. And then I just spent the rest of the month um, just with my brothers and my dad in Paris and like exploring. And we got to stay in like my favorite neighborhood in all of Paris, Le Marais, which is in the third arrondissement. And um, it's literally like, it's so it's the art, kind of like art district of Paris. And so the fact that we got an Airbnb there was so sick and like yeah it was a dream so june was super fun it was just like getting settled in and being with my family
1: uh, in Ibiza. now, in, in Ibiza. <laughs> now you, and your family is originally from paris right like actual paris or where are they from in france yeah my whole
0: family is parisian so my family still lives here like my cousins are here my grandparents are here like our whole family is parisian
1: oh, cool. um, and then do they live my- like close to paris though specifically
0: yeah, my cousins live in Paris. Well, oh, three okay, of them. cool. And then my grandparents live in the suburbs and then the rest of my family, like cousins, uh, uncles, aunts, they're all kind of scattered through France. But originally, you know, when my mom was growing up and when my dad was growing up, they were all in Paris and they're they're all Aww. Parisian. So I'm like a true Aww. Parisian, like You're through, like through. What do they say you're going back to your roots? Yeah. Um, and I mean I guess
1: I mean I never left the roots technically.
0: Well, I guess I did cuz I lived in a well, yeah, it's like so you long. know like
1: whenever like if you're like live in like a country town and you like go back to your roots like all country yeah. like not that Paris is country but you're like go, going yeah, back like, to your roots. Was that <laughs> saying yeah. That's exciting. I I actually have yet to visit Claire in Paris. Um This bitch was literally no, Listen.
0: A hour and a half train ride away for two
1: weeks and didn't come see me okay it was a 30 minute train ride it was only a week that I was there the, in the hour and a half train right away I was in London I was in London for a week and I did with like I had the intention of being like okay let me see how I can go to Paris at least for like a couple of days just to see Claire but I was with friends and honestly like they were taking me to a bunch of theater shows every night and I was like this is great like I never get to see any theater in the west end and they just kept like every like they literally had a book like every single night they were like we're in london because they're super like theater freaks they're like we're seeing every show possible well i used to love theater like i know like i used to love theater my mom and i would like always go to like every show possible in pittsburgh but like i don't know like la doesn't really have a huge theater scene so when i moved to la like i kind of accidentally fell out of seeing any theater
0: (laughs) i -hmm. mean they have
1: like a like, a more, like, off, I guess, off-Broadway theater scene, but nothing like like New York or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't really have that many shows, I feel. So, anyways, it was really cool to go there and see all those, but Claire was mad at me because I didn't go
0: see her. You were so close. Also, there's so much theater here. I'm just saying.
1: I actually want to go to um, the Moulin Rouge in, I don't know if it's, like, in Paris, but near Paris. Yeah, it's in Paris. No, it's in yeah, Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like want to go and like dress up in like big red dresses. We could do that together. and make <laughs> it like a whole shoot your shot thing, um, but yes, I have, you have always them. wanted to do that. That's been on my bucket list. Anyways, um, so July, it sounds like we March both July, yeah. It's but it does sound kind of cool. We've kind of both had a little like took time off for family like at the same time in June, which is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> very wholesome. <That's> cute. <laughs> um, July. So okay. So let me see how I can explain this in the most like simple way possible because my July was a little bit chaotic um, so Jack and I for elation got an opportunity to join this accelerator program from my old university uh, back in Pittsburgh Point Park University they started an accelerator program which essentially helps businesses and entrepreneurs kind of get like <clears throat> mentorship resources um, anything kind of on the back end just to literally help accelerate and grow their business. So we were picked to join this program. It is based in Pittsburgh. And now we're like two, three months deep in it. But in July at the time, we kind of like packed everything into my car and drove it back across the country, which sounds crazy now that I think about it because I literally did like a train ride from Pittsburgh to LA, train ride from LA to Pittsburgh, flew from LA or flew from Pittsburgh to LA, just to then literally a week later get in my car and drive my car back over to fucking Pittsburgh. Like, I'm so sick of driving back and forth across this country. This is, like, probably, like, my 12th time I've done it. But it's fine. She's like, so, it's fine. I know. am like, it's steam fine, guys. Steam out of her ears. Literally. <laughs> um, I'm going to ship my car back whenever at the end of this month so it's back in L.A. now. Because, like, literally I cannot drive it back again. Like, it's just
0: Yeah, that's a, a, lot. That's a but, thought. That is intense, driving across America.
1: Yeah, but, like, we – I think um, the one time we did it, like, on, on a quick side note, the one time Jack and I did it, we timed ourselves to see, like, how quick we actually could get there. And, like, we <laughs> were just – You just drove no stops? One of the times, yeah. And we got there within, like, 52 hours.
0: That's and insane. It was, you didn't yeah, stop was, to sleep?
1: No. I think we stopped for maybe, like, a couple hours just to, like – shower at a gas station or no at a planet fitness and then just kept that going so we could like wake ourselves up. Yeah, it was oh pretty wild. I can't do
0: that. You should have made that into like a TikTok thing. Like that's crazy.
1: I should I did actually that's the thing. I recorded a bunch of iPhone content of it. I just never put it piece to, like piece it together. Um but with that said we kind of did that same idea this time. We drove back this time within four days because we gave ourselves a day break because we just didn't want to do the whole 52 hours thing again. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so back to the accelerator. We um, drove my car to Pittsburgh and we are currently in three months into this accelerator and we're about to open up an office in Pittsburgh, which is, I know, I'm super excited. Yes. This is huge. um, I know. So it's, It's funny because – and we can, like, honestly dive more into this a little bit, like, later, maybe even in another episode. But going from, like, the L.A. market to the Pittsburgh market in terms of, like, marketing, like, for a digital agency is so different because in L.A., everybody, like, just understands that you need, like, digital media. Like, you need social media Mm -hmm. to elevate your brand, whatever your Mm -hmm. company brand, personal brand, whatever it is, like, you need it. And in Pittsburgh, like, love, love you, Pittsburgh. I don't know if any Pittsburghians, yinzers are listening. It's, like, all, like, 60-year-old, like, men, like, who work in the marketing company there for the most part. And they just are stuck in their traditional marketing ways where they just just don't believe. They just don't believe that you need that. And, like, of course, they. Yeah, so it's been a huge challenge to, like, really kind of get our name in that market because I'm not by any means like leaving LA. It's just, this is hopefully like just another point where we can have our company grow in, but I just had to be over there for some time to like really like figure out how this market works. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's been very different. And things in LA, another thing too, is like things in LA happen like fucking quick. Like, like if you, if you want to do a shoot sick, let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it next week. Like, you know, like it just happens because people are moving so quick here in pittsburgh it's like all right cool let's set up a meeting um and then they're like okay cool let's have a follow-up meeting in a month to then talk about the next steps and then then the next meeting after that it's
0: so frustrating
1: and like, I'm how just do you like, even get
0: anything done? It's like we don't need to have a meeting about what we're going to do. Let's just do it. You know that's exactly. so interesting. I was I was out with a friend the other day, and we were talking about the French mentality in business because French people are exactly like that. That's why French people don't succeed. really no offense to French people listening, but like French people are not efficient. They need to have a meeting about a meeting about a meeting that's going to yes come. yes they don't get things done. They're always like, oh, but what if this happens? Oh, but what if this? Or there's always these what ifs that it's like you just have to do it. You can't live your entire exactly. business strategy off of what ifs and this is why French businesses there's not a lot of entrepreneurs here it's just this mindset where it's like you're stuck there's always an excuse and you overthink yes. everything
1: so nothing that's exactly ever actually the happens market.
0: that's exactly yeah. what it sounds like
1: yeah that's that you like summer you like hit that spot on that's exactly what it is and it's been so like for me somebody where I'm like I want to get done like right now like yeah. let's move it's been it's so frustrating. frustrating to like have to deal with that but it's been a good challenge. It's definitely tested like my patience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, overall, it's it's a really good experience, and I am excited that we're going to be opening up an office. I think That's part huge. of I know part of my goal is to almost like hopefully lessen that whole like mindset of we have a meeting about a meeting about a meeting about a meeting thing like you said Mm -hmm. and come in there and be like okay guys no like this needs to be done like right now like i don't know what the fuck you're waiting for like social media moves quick like digital media moves quick and you guys are like four years behind so that
0: was your july so you were basically in pittsburgh all of july
1: yeah all of july i was in pittsburgh starting that accelerator program um again we're still in it right now i think it's gonna go on i think i believe it goes on for like another like six months maybe to a year um, of just having that like support from the university themselves, but in terms of like getting jobs, like we've kind of spent the last three months really diving in the Pittsburgh market, and now we're starting. We have um, a couple shoots coming up in October. It's it's almost like we have to like re show, even though we have all this work to show for. Like we have to work with a Pittsburgh company to really show that like we can do all this stuff because then they'll trust us. <laughs> so. We've built that trust, and we have a couple gigs this month, which I'm excited about because hopefully that means that then we can start like getting things moving even quicker.
0: Cool. Well, it sounds yes. like it was a good, productive July.
1: Yeah. No, I'm excited. Um, it'll be. It's good. It's good. Okay. Now, tell us about tell us about your July. <laughs> um, July was fun. I
0: did my first fashion week, which was cool. It was um. Mm fashion week haute couture so it's high couture um so it's very yeah it's like all the big designers I guess I don't really know that much about fashion but anyways it was fun I I don't Um, either
1: honestly I yeah I know know that much I I feel like it's bad that I don't well you're not in that industry so it
0: doesn't matter you don't need to like. I
1: know know but I want to like I want to I feel like I want to know for the sake of you like seeing your jobs because I want to know like oh like that brand's like really big and cool but I literally have no idea what the brand even is I'm just like really excited for you
0: (laughs) no it's okay um but yeah it was really fun I went to my first like big fashion show which was so cool it was at um Ballet Garnier and it was for oh my gosh I literally don't remember the designer it's It's like a very well-known designer who does like (laughs) ball gowns basically and like the yeah the clothing was insane so basically it was in a palace huge palace it's stunning inside covered in gold molded paintings oh, that everywhere, is so and then pretty. there was like um there was these two massive staircases that went up and the models were walking down the two staircases and everybody's sitting around and the models are wearing these like exquisite gowns with like huge like shoulders and like it's just out of this world it was very medieval times and everybody's going up in these gowns and then everybody else is also in gowns you know and, every- and it's like it's like ornate like it's it's just Ooh. so extra what everyone is wearing. So mm-hmm. looking at everybody, watching these people go up and down the stairs, it looked like a king's court. And it, for a second, it flashed in my mind. I was like, this is exactly what it looked and felt like in medieval times. Like, I just That's had the sense. Cool. I was like, this is what it looked like. And I'm obsessed with medieval times and, like, that whole uh, I didn't, I love I castles, didn't that. everything. You didn't know that? I'm obsessed with castles. That's all I do. No, no. Like I know you're obsessed with castles, years.
1: but I just guess I never thought about, like, that you would be obsessed with medieval times.
0: I am. I'm so obsessed with medieval times. So being in that situation at this fashion show for a second, I was like, I see, I understand. I know what it felt like back in the day. <laughs> <You're>
1: <laughs> like like I once 700 years here. ago. I once here.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that was really cool. Um, I got to shoot a model or I guess she's like an influencer, fashion influencer. Um, And so we followed her and it was really fun because there's like a red carpet to go into the show. And, there's, um, basically like photogra- Like, so for those who don't know how Fashion Week works, um, especially Paris Fashion Week and I imagine Milan is similar maybe New York. Um, photographers will just go to as many shows as possible and we'll try to get pictures of the celebrities going into the show. So photographers aren't allowed it to go inside the show unless you're going with a celebrity. So people will just show up and try to grab a picture of like Camila Cabello or like Kendall Jenner or whatever people going in and then people will literally dash to a cafe, edit the picture, post it on social media and we'll hope that they're picture gets picked up by like you know e-news or complex or you know the celebrity themselves so it's kind of a bit of like a slightly paparazzi feel in a sense because people are just showing up taking pictures of celebrities but people are right away rushing editing and just hoping to get their chance at becoming discovered through getting pictures of these celebrities that's so cool. i, didn't know I that. yeah it's super fun um, it's very chaotic but it's really fun but I'm super lucky I was able to go with a celebrity so I get to go in the show with them and go through the red carpet and shoot all the celebrities inside which is so sick and so getting to see like I was on the red carpet taking pictures of the celebrity going in and like all your uh. photographers are out there shooting and like it was such an unreal moment because I was like whoa this is what I moved to France for was like to get into this luxury um, like designer kind of world because that's like I'm very much into ed- the editorial type of photography and it was just unreal that within like a month of moving I was able to like have access to this because my friend Louis who like brought me on and this girl is super sweet and like she lets me go to a bunch of the fashion shows with her now because we're actually in Paris fashion week right now as I'm recording this today was the last day of Paris fashion week so I was actually at a fashion show like two hours ago <laughs> um shooting for this girl also but anyway so July was sick because I got to experience my first taste of fashion week um <clears throat> And then I went on a road trip with my friend Susie to the west of France, this arm of France that sticks out, which is called Bretagne, or Brittany in English. People might know it as Brittany. And I was invited by this girl. Okay, this is actually funny. This girl um, follows Chelsea Kwai, And I shot Chelsea last summer now. I guess it's been a year now. And she had found me through Chelsea posting the pictures I took of her and she DM'd me or even no, she emailed me in like the fall. So like a year ago. And she was like, Hey, huh? like, I own all this land in Bretagne. Are you going to be in France anytime soon? And this was like six months before I even considered moving to France. I was like, Hey, I'm probably not going to be in France anytime soon. Like, I'm sorry. She's like, well, if you're ever in France, I would love to host you. I own these like mini houses, like small homes and you can come stay on my farm. And I was like, Whoa, that's so sick. But I was like, I'm not going to be in France anytime soon fast forward i moved to france so she e- she randomly emailed me again this summer and was like hey are you by any chance gonna be in france anytime soon i would love to host you and like do a shoot with you so i emailed her back and i was like funny enough i literally moved to paris so yes i am in france full time now and Dude, so she that's was like oh, if you want to come yeah, she was like, if you want to come, stay in one of my small homes so you can, like, experience this, like, little life thing I have going on here. So my friend and I went on a road trip, rented a car, and we drove to this girl's place. And she basically, like, makes all these really, really sick small homes. Is that what the name – is that what they're called? Are they like tiny homes? homes? Tiny, tiny homes. Tiny homes. Yeah, yeah. tiny
1: homes. Mm-hmm. So
0: she has, like – acres and acres of land next to this forest and grows her own food she basically does everything from scratch builds her own homes and hosts all these like nomads throughout the world who will just come and like help garden help grow food help take care of the land and in exchange they get to live in these tiny
1: homes they have a program called um woofing is that what yeah, she does? It is woofing. Yeah. Yeah. So she hosts she, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: She hosts woofers who come and stay at her place. So she had me come uh with my friends and we stayed at her lamp like on her land for three days, and like we got to eat all the food that she grows with her fiance, and we did like a really sick shoot outside. We like filled a bathtub with milk and water and put her in with like flowers all over her and like. It was oh, so I
1: do remember this now. I remember your Instagram stories. I've always wanted yeah. to do one of those milk baths. Yeah, that looks. Yeah, sick. it was. It was so We cute. should like and insert so, that right here to. So yeah. We can have people yeah. See. Totally. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, so that was really
0: fun and got to spend time at the ocean with my grandma um, in Bretagne because that's where she lives. So so yeah, so a little road trip, did that, and then then spent the rest of July in Paris um, just like exploring and living here and connecting with people. <laughs> I experienced my first um, Bastille Day in Paris in July. Oh, and so that's when the thing lit up, right? I, no, no, no. This is when fireworks come out of the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower yes. lights up every single night. But this is when fireworks Yeah, like the colors. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, insane. Literally the craziest fireworks I've ever seen in my entire life. And I have seen insane fireworks. Like, if you've ever been to EDC, you've seen crazy fireworks. This was beyond. It was
1: the most mental thing
0: I've ever seen. And that
1: was, like, a huge highlight of July. I have a question. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you find that it's easier to, um, like, network and connect as a creator in France or more difficult? Now that you've made more that transition difficult. from LA to France. And Definitely so expand on that a little. Cause I'm just curious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It... That's one thing that I really appreciated about America, specifically LA. It's connecting with other creators and just overall being able to connect in a creative industry is so much easier in America. It is so much more difficult here. Um, People are not as open. People are very closed off here. It's very individualistic in France. And so there's not Mm. like meetups. There's not really, I mean, like maybe there's some here and there, but it's really small. It's not like a thing that's created here like it's hard to connect with people here period like i have barely made any french friends because french people are so difficult to become friends with so it's like why, wait, that on that top of, like it's a cultural thing like french people are oh, very okay. cold they're not very warm they're very they're amazing friends once you're friends with them versus like americans are very warm and very easy to be friends with but they're very fake yeah so americans like if you make a friend that's true probably not a lifelong friend it's much more superficial versus French people are much more difficult to like get past that barrier but once you're past the barrier they're like they will be such good friends long term forever so it's just a cultural difference French people are just Mm. more cold and less open and closed off so that's just really what it is but it also translates into business it translates into the creator world there's not really like a big community here I'm actually working on something right now to change that so I'm really excited because I'm um yeah, and can't I technically can't announce it yet, so I'm not going to say it on here. But something is okay. coming up, which with a brand type of thing that you guys know really well, so it's exciting. But oh, anyways, um, exciting. There, yeah, it's just the difficult connecting here, uh, networking. Yeah, it's just different. I don't know. For me, it was easier networking in in LA for sure. I think it's just um. different here. I haven't honestly, I haven't really done a whole lot of networking here yet because I've been so busy and I've been traveling. Networking is the big is still the biggest thing that's helped my career the most, and so it is cool to see my network that I created in LA now having its effects in um in my career in Paris. So it is that is a huge tip to people is like your network is your net worth truly, even if you yeah yes I was gonna say
1: that's probably that sounds very like a full circle moment too for you, which is really cool to hear. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, so now we're moving into August. Okay, August August catch up. What what were you doing in August?
1: So August, um, so the first part of August, I was deep in the accelerator program still. Um, and then Jack and I took a trip to Iceland, which was mm. incredible. Like for anybody like who knows me or doesn't know me, like Iceland is one of my favorite places in the world. It's like a photographer's just playground. And uh, I, I personally get so excited to shoot like really pretty landscape photos whether it's like with my camera or my drone. Um, so right before Iceland, I bought the new uh, DJI Mavic Air 3 because I told myself I was not going to go to Iceland without the drone. I don't even care if I went to debt for it. Like, I was like, I need the new drone because <laughs> I'm not like, I'm going to be around too many cool places to not have the new drone because my other drone, I loved it, but it just, I, this is actually a really fun fact um, for anybody who does drone stuff. I had no idea that my, DJI Mavic Air 2 that I've been using literally for years was recalled and they Mm. weren't selling it anymore. There's nothing really wrong with it, but there's certain like things about the megapixels on the camera that just weren't like the best that they could be. And that's why then they came out with the the Air 2S. And for whatever reason, I just did not like know that was a thing. I just thought like it was like almost like, okay, imagine like an iPhone, like iPhone 13, and now they made like an iPhone 15. Mm. Like I was like, it's probably still like a really good camera. I just, I don't need the S2 yet. So to my surprise, I was actually having issues for the past like six months with the megapixels in my drone. Um, and I was like, this is so weird and so random. Like, I don't know why this is happening. Anyways, that's why. So if you have a drone and you have a Mavic Air 2, um, upgrade, go upgrade. Yeah, upgrade. <laughs> I promise you it's worth it. Um, anyway, so I got to use the new drone. Um, on that trip, and I took so much stuff. Um, I I I kind of put some content out. I'm still working on like really like diving deep into like making like a shit ton of more content from there. But Iceland was, and I think this is kind of almost I guess important for all creators to maybe try to do. Um, for Iceland, Jack and I went with the intention of we are not going to do any client work. We are going to go shoot all passion content for ourselves like whatever that means like Jack had um an idea that he wanted to shoot kind of he kind of like wrote a script out for a story for like a little short video that he wanted to do we filmed that I had like a bunch of different ideas for drone shots um that I wanted to do we also learned film like how to use a film camera on that trip together which was a really cool experience and really fun Jack's photos Um, were so good
0: I know amazing.
1: But regardless, we went to Iceland. Um, we focused strictly on shooting passion project and passion ideas, and it really just felt good and kind of like a little bit of a like a growth change for us to be able to actually just shoot for ourselves for once instead of mm-hmm. shooting for clients and being able to just fully let into like lean into our own creative ideas with no like restrictions whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Just so, were you guys able to finish any projects? Because you said you were there filming some, like, personal projects. Like, were you able to finish them in Iceland, or are they done? Like, like, where are they at?
1: Yeah, so they – we filmed it, so it's literally just now piecing it together and editing it. Mm -hmm. Is (laughs) Um, it, like, a
0: short film? Is it, like, a music video? Like, what is it?
1: Yeah, so uh, we kind of did a short film for Jack. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how – he wants to go about it because he said after looking at the footage he's kind of had a little bit of a different like idea f- to put it into story. I-, I-, I don't know exactly what he's planning on doing with it yet, but it is a short film and he's gonna have a voiceover. And nice. Jack is very into poetry. He like oh, yeah. again this is a side note, but he was the first to kind of back in NFT days put poetry out in the NFT world. And I think to like this day he's like the second best selling NFT poet poet. <laughs> wow, um, which so is like cool. super random, but he like loves poetry. So he really wanted to find a way to include writing a voiceover. That's a poem into his actual footage that he shoots. Um, that's like a really big goal of his first personal brand. So we were able to make that come to life. It just has to be edited now. Um, And yeah, that was honestly amazing. Like we slept in our car the entire time.
0: <laughs> which really? Was,
1: you, the whole trip? Yeah, we just... Whoa. Wait, well, because Iceland's—it's really expensive, and we didn't realize how expensive it was in the summertime. So we were like, "Damn, all these hotels are like almost three hundred to four hundred dollars a night." Like,
0: yeah. After Wait, we got so, there, so you would leave the car running, and where would you park it? Would you park it like next to a hotel, or is there like like specific places to sleep in your car? Like, how does that work?
1: Okay, this is bad. This is like kind of like naughty. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, Uh, (laughs) give it to me girl (laughs) so okay so in Iceland this is a good tip too for anybody who wants to go to Iceland in the summer um hotels are very expensive like
0: what are you gonna say
1: (laughs) no no I mean like I just don't want like Iceland tourism to hear me and hate me but also like hopefully they'll understand because they're all about this kind of stuff in Iceland like I said it's super expensive for hotels in the summertime people book like a year in advance almost what I learned. We were kind of like playing on the factor of if we were still going to go to Iceland because of this accelerator program. And then like two weeks before we booked our tickets because we were like, perfect. We have this nine days, like, or I think it was eight days. Let's like send it. Like we found really cheap tickets. So we did it. So kind of last minute. Anyways, when you go to Iceland, if you're there in the summertime, a lot of people will get like camper vans and they'll like live in their van and like travel around in a van for their road trip or whatever they do. Um, that's very expensive because gas in Iceland is like even more expensive than gas is in LA. Oh
0: wow!
1: Um, yeah, it's it's very expensive. Um, but what you're supposed to do, whether you're in a camper van or a car, is uh, book these camping spots, and they're still like relatively cheap. It's probably like sixty bucks a night, maybe, and you literally just can go in and either park your car. And have access to like a shower at some of them, some of them no shower, but you just get a spot to just be. Because if you park on the side of the road or park anywhere like random in Iceland, like you can literally get a ticket and it like for 500, like Icelandic dollars, which I don't know how much that is. It's like more expensive in US. But so what we would do, again, this is, like, really bad, and if you are going to do this and you're listening to me, just don't say that I told you. <laughs> so don't say shoot. You heard about this on a shot.
0: As it's on a podcast that anybody can listen to.
1: I know. Um, But what we did is, so the campsites that you go in to park your car, um, they close at, like, 8 p.m. So if you go in at, like, 11 p.m. and then you wake up before they open at, like, 4 or 5 a.m. and then leave, then you don't have to pay. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. So... Wait, but they, they leave the gate open?
1: Yeah, it's, like, Iceland is not, like... Like, obviously, like Reykjavik is, like, a really, like, built-up town. But, like, anywhere else mm-hmm. beyond that, it's just not... It, it's really not, like, anything. Cause it's a very, like, landscape nature place. So, like, the even, like, the luxury hotels in Iceland are, like, a box. Do you um, feel
0: like it was like you said that you kind of went to reset and like not work on client stuff do you did it give you that effect did you come out of it feeling like refreshed and ready to take on client oh, work like was it a good a thousand percent. pause for you did you I don't know if you were feeling burnt out a little bit before but like did that give you a surge of like creative inspiration or like creative motivation like how did you feel afterwards
1: yeah I honestly like I think like right after Iceland I was like editing and pumping out my own content that I actually enjoy I think I pumped out like nine different reels like nine days in a row and it just felt like I just felt like such in a flow state and I'm sure like other Mm -hmm. people can relate to that feeling like when you just feel like you're in a very like creative flow it was really Mm -hmm. good it was really really good for me um and it kind of reminded me in a way like as obviously I'm building like my company elation I'm I love doing that but as much as I love doing that I also love doing like my own like creative ideas so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. be it just made me more mindful to make sure I'm adding more of that into my work because ultimately the more the more intentional I am about doing my own passionate like passion projects the more that creativity will end up bleeding into my client work too which ultimately will just elevate my client work too so yeah it was really cool that's
0: so important to when you're getting, cause we, we had an episode about burnout last season mm-hmm. and we did talk about this, but sometimes it really takes just doing your own work for fun and rediscovering why you got into it. And I feel like a really good way of doing that. If you, especially if you do like con like travel content is to just book a trip and do it for yourself and not yeah. bring client work. Cause it's so easy to like bring a client cause it pays for the trip. It pays for your accommodation. You make money, but it's like, mentally it's so needed and refreshing to just take those trips just for fun like especially if you're in the travel world so that's awesome you guys were able to do that that's really good
1: i honestly like part of me wants to end up like trying to like build out um like an elation creator house in iceland at some point
0: that would be so cool
1: yeah i mean that's part of the plan um like building out again that's like a separate thing but part of the plan is like having an elation creator house and building out several creator houses i just really think that iceland is going to be home to one of them because i just i love it <laughs> i can see that be yeah but yeah so that was a huge huge thing in august and then um i really wanted to go to i was supposed to go to burning man but i had a family vacation and i chose the family over burning man <laughs> <laughs> that's a good decision um,
0: you'll never regret that
1: no I, I know i know but i am i do plan on doing burning man next year i'm really excited for that but no nice. had a family vacation. And then um, kind of like end of August into September, I had another gig with Virgin Voyages, so I did that, um, which I can kind of like dive in, into a minute because that kind of goes into the September, but I want you to touch on some August stuff with you too. Yeah, um,
0: August was so crazy for me. It was super busy. I started the month going to Portugal for a week uh, for World Youth Day. Oh, yeah, wait, talk about familiar. that.
1: Because that was yeah, so you guys... cool. Your stories look amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you guys aren't familiar, um, I'm a practicing Catholic, and so every three to four years, the Pope picks a country to go to where basically all of young Catholics in the world come together to experience socializing with other Catholics and going to different um, Catholic activities together. And then seeing the Pope obviously is a huge one. And so the last one was canceled because of COVID. So it had been four years. Um, And so it's, I don't know how to express how massive this is. It's just hard to explain, but there was 1.5 million people there between the ages of like 18 and 30 basically um guys even her
1: stories were crazy like huge like
0: and what's crazy is that this one was small I went to the one in Madrid in 2012 and that one was like 3.7 million or something crazy oh I didn't know that 3 million so this was actually a relatively small world you say compared to really big ones but still there were 1.5 million people and um the craziest part is that the last night the last day you all go camping in the same place and you sleep basically in um sleeping bags overnight wherever it ends up being and then you wake up with the pope and so and so literally you guys we were camping on in a huge park with 1.5 million people i don't know how to explain you literally stand up and there was 1.5 million people in sleeping bags it is the crazy thing you, so, we had to walk from the middle of Lisbon to the park. They shut down three highways so that 1.5 million people could walk through. So, there, like we were literally, during sunset, walking to the park with millions of other people. The sun is setting. The sky was, like, bright orange. And there's a sea of people just walking on the highway. It is the craziest thing. Like, it was so cool to be a part of that. It was super, like, unifying and really beautiful. So, that was a really cool way of starting world uh, of starting August. So I was there for a week with some friends and then I went back
1: to Paris for a
0: big week of gigs. I had a bunch of projects going on and
1: wait, then you know what I my flew... favorite thing about on a side note, because I want I want to make sure you mention this because I think we should do a reel about this. I loved whenever you woke up on your story and like it wasn't the Pope, but like um somebody was like DJing like techno. Oh music. yeah. <laughs> there yes. was a priest, there
0: was a priest DJing techno. <laughs> it was so funny that's how they woke everyone up like i mean like how else do you wake up you know 1.5 million like 20 year olds obviously you got a priest who DJs and so people woke up at like 6 30 a.m to techno music which was like a little bit early I feel like they could have done that at 8 a.m but it's fine um and yeah people were just vibing like it's so funny people are getting up and like yawning and like putting their hands out and then other people were just like bumping up and down at like 6 30 that's a.m. so funny it was so fun um yeah that was like a that was really fun um but yeah, so then I was back in Paris for a week of gigs, and then I flew to LA for ten days. I had a shoot with Joe and Jax, which is a really well-known dancewear company. Um, they did a collaboration with Presley, who's a very well-known dancer. She was on Dance Moms, um, and so I have been working with Joe and Jax for a year now. I did their last big campaign shoot last summer for Jenna Johnson. Was on Dancing with the Stars. Um, so I've kind of like been a little bit in this like dance fashion world. So they had a new campaign. So I flew out for that because it was just like a really fun, really good campaign to be a part of. So I went to LA specifically for that. And then I got really lucky and just got booked out for a few shoots that week. So I had a week of shoots in LA um, and it was nice to like catch up with friends there. And um, I actually didn't really catch up with that many people because I was really busy working. i was not your, seeing a
1: lot of people. What was your favorite <laughs> um, shoot that you did? In LA, because you said you got booked in a lot. The Joe and Jacks, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really fun.
0: Um, but yeah, ended up seeing some friends. And then I went to Virginia. My brother got engaged, so I was there to shoot the pictures. So that was really fun. Spent a few days in Virginia, and then I flew back to Paris. And that was it. It was just a bunch of traveling. So yeah, August was busy. It's kind of, it was exhausting.
1: It's, it's very cool, though, to see like... I mean, this is this is just me, like, now, like, really sitting with all this stuff that we both of us have been doing.
0: Okay, so tell me about September, last month that we're going to catch up on.
1: Yes, so September um, started with, I worked with Virgin Voyages again, the cruise company. Um, nice. This one was a little different. So I worked with them in March, and I had, like, a ton of set deliverables for them, like, flew out there, like, worked, like, nonstop. Um, this, which I've never had, like, a client really do this. It was kind of cool. They gifted me this cruise. I didn't, I didn't have any set deliverables.
0: Wait, that's Um, sick.
1: Yeah, it was very, like, unexpected, too. Um, I kind of, like, really over-delivered in March and, like, did a lot more than I think, well, than what I was supposed to. But then I think they even thought I was going to do. So they kind of said, hey, like, we have this cruise. Um, it's super last minute, like you would have to leave in like a week and a half, but we would love to gift it to you as being one of our like valued creators. And I was like, that's so really? Sick. I was like, really? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's was like one of those things, like, I know I did a lot of work for you and like, I feel like, yes, like this would be cool, but it's also I've never had anybody do that. It.
0: That's huge. Yeah. It's such a good job. That they were like, we need to give this girl just a good vacation.
1: <laughs> but that's what I mean. I just that's like, so that's cool. never happened before. So I did that. I did a lot. I did like a lot of just um, kind of like fun content. I didn't have any, like I said, set deliverables, but I did do some content for them still just to make them happy and like posted about them, whatever. Um, so I did that. And then after that, I ended up staying in London for a week. And that was more like um, just like a fun thing. Like I was with my friends. I said we went, I said earlier, we went to like West End, like almost every single night, which was just a really cool thing to be able to like Pack up like End all my theater shows. A
0: neighborhood or is it an like in a a uh, stadium? Yes. So or what is it?
1: West End is an area in London where like all of the theaters are. So, um, if you're like into the theater world, it's like a really bucket list item to go see a show in the West mm-hmm. End. Um, is it kind of like the fr-
0: Broadway of London?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Okay, except New York Broadway is like times 10 in terms of like size and everything, but yes, Mm. very, very similar. Um, so yeah, we just did a lot of that and that was like a very like just for fun trip. Um, and then also like networking, I didn't realize like how many people I knew in London and like, I felt like every single day, which again, your network is your net worth. Like how we Mm -hmm. said earlier, it just felt so good to realize like I was in London and I could like meet up with all these friends and people like in the same industry as me. It made me think about wanting to move to London for um, like a spring and summer. I, like, I really, really loved love it. love that
0: idea. Love, love, love that idea.
1: I really, I, I I, am really, really debating it to go for just like everybody, six months.
0: Everybody go comment on Georgia's last post and write move to London. Everybody, right <laughs> now. Get
1: your phone out. Yeah. Open Instagram.
0: Go to her last post. Comment move to London. We're going to bully her into moving to London
1: this actually is not released yet but it's okay if I talk about it um we worked on a project for the Green Bay Packers um we Ooh, like love. that was really cool do we have any football fans here I'm not a football a fan to respond. I was gonna say <laughs> I'm not really a big like sports girly um I like tennis and volleyball but that's it <laughs> Jack took a lot of the reins on that because it was while I was in London but just in general, like, Alation got to help creatively direct a commercial for the Green Bay Packers. That is and, so epic. So epic. Yeah. And they really liked it. And we're kind of, again, I'm sure, like, it's fine if I say this, but we're kind of in talks of, like, doing a couple more projects with them. And, like, expanding into some other parts of, I guess, the NFL. I don't really know. Again, not, like, a That's sports girl. huge. Like, casual,
0: just like, oh, yeah, we just did a commercial for the Green Bay Packers. That's, like, unreal it's unreal yeah i know i guess that is kind of like
1: casual thank you there's like a few other projects that we've done um like in pittsburgh specifically with one of our retainer clients we we have a retainer client who um she's like a a woman-owned um organization that supports women in music and also supports women research and in pittsburgh there's one of the biggest institutes that focuses on women's health research mcgee women's research institute so we work with them a lot to really help highlight what's going on in the female health world uh because there's like very little research done so it's been really cool to be able to be in person working with them because it's been kind of like really fulfilling and i've been actually able to learn a lot about how uh like the health world for women really sucks <laughs> and a lot mm-hmm. of the times people are comparing like our health to the body of like a man which we're Which, like, it's crazy because our body works just so different. Like, the chemistry of our body is just so different. So, that's a whole other episode we can jump into. But doing a lot of stuff for them. And then now I'm back in L.A. And I've been doing kind of, like, a lot of shoots here since then. And we're here. Nice. That's, like, very shortly said. I'm sure, like, throughout other episodes we'll dive even deeper into, like, different projects that we've worked on. Because we do want to do that this season. Mm -hmm. But... Yes, now we're here. Shoe Your Shot Season 3 is back on our priority to-do list and I'm very excited. And now, tell us about your September, Claire. I'm excited to hear cuz you've been doing fashion week, so I've actually been waiting this yeah. whole episode to hear you talk about this.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so September started with me being homeless. Um I have been looking for an apartment <laughs> for months oh, yeah, and you said that. I <laughs> I was doing co-living for a while, and I was basically living with a bunch of other random people, and it wasn't really what I wanted it to be, so I ended up moving out, and I was trying to find an apartment, couldn't, so I ended up living in this, like, manor. I don't really know how to describe it. It's basically a mansion, manor, in It was uh, creepy. The suburbs of Paris. This place is huge. Uh, The owners were gone the whole month that I was there, and it was literally walking onto a movie set for the 1800s. Like everything in the house was 200, 300 years old. That house was probably 400 years old. It's insane. Like the, I mean, it's a very nice house. It's like very bougie, w- rich people own the house. And so everything in there was like gold portraits of like children from a hundred years ago, like books <laughs> from the 1865, like, like a, there was like a car, a small car collection, um, a small car collection of, like, old Porsches, you know what I mean? Just, like, crazy Mm -hmm. stuff like that, and the house was so old and so creepy. It looked really beautiful during
1: the day, though, in your photos. Like, during the day, it it was, was, like, magical.
0: It was a stunning house, but, like, I was alone in this house for a month, and it was so creepy, like, like, there were definitely ghosts in there. I don't know. It (laughs) was just, like, like, everything in there was, like, 200 years old. It was so weird, so, and it was, like, next to a forest, and, I don't know. I didn't love it because I was kind of, like, away from Paris. But anyway, so I started the I didn't realize it was next banner. to a
1: forest. That was scares like, me.
0: The back of it was a forest. To be fair, no, it was, like, I'm... the most beautiful forest. Like,
1: stunning, stunning hikes. Like, really nice. But during the night. Okay, that's nice. Paris. But I don't know. At night, that reminds me of, like, a scary-ass movie. Like, no, really literally, you guys. <laughs> this was the
0: intro to every horror movie you've ever watched. Straight up. Like, everything in this house was just creepy. So, anyways, I lived there for this whole past month, um, thank God I'm in Paris again. I'm like actually in Paris now, but, um, then what did I do in September? I just had a lot of random shoots, like, but fashion you week, know, that was like shoots. a
1: huge thing.
0: Well, that was this week. That was like very end of September. Oh, oh uh, the okay. rest of September. Oh, I went to Croatia and that was really fun. Um, oh, yeah. I went on like a five day trip to Croatia, six days, um, Croatia with my dad, my dad had a meeting in Croatia and he's like do you want to come to Croatia and I was like yeah I want to come to Croatia That's so casual, I a in Croatia. had a little <laughs> yeah he's wild I uh, he, uh yeah so I went on a little vacay with my dad which was super fun it was like really nice to spend time with him um we were in Dubrovnik and it was so beautiful and. Yeah, it was amazing. Although, he was busy the whole time working. Not the whole time, but, like, a lot of the time he was busy working. So, I ended up doing everything kind of solo. And some people love solo traveling. Like, I have so many friends that, like, will live, breathe, die on that hill. Like, they love traveling solo. I'm not that girl. I do not enjoy traveling solo. I think it's so boring. Like... It's not that I can't do it. I just don't enjoy it. and I feel the same way. <laughs> this reminded me I, why. This The whole time yeah. I was like, I was like booking like sunset boat tours by myself. And I was like, this is so <laughs> lame. Like, I mean, it's beautiful. And I'm like in the middle of the ocean during sunset. But I'm like, I'm by myself. This is just not the same. I don't know. I don't enjoy. No, I completely experiencing agree. Experiencing the world alone. Um, I see something beautiful and I want to be freaking out with someone else. And be like, oh my God, this is insane. And instead I was I'm just like. I'm the same way. I completely agree. And, yeah. So that was fun, but it just reminded me why I love traveling with friends. Um, and yeah, then I just went, honestly, it was a really busy month just working. I had like f- six friends in town at one point. So I was just hanging out with friends, which, okay. This is one of the best things ever about moving to another country is that, especially a place like Paris, cause everybody goes to Paris. Um, I've seen so many of my friends that I don't usually see because they're here and they only know me. So they make the effort to come hang out with me versus in, per- in L.A. Like no one makes the effort to hang out with you because like everybody's in L.A. So I have hung out with more friends in this month in Paris than like some of my friends in L.A. When I lived in L.A. That's how I is thought about being in London.
1: Yeah. But that's what I mean. That's how I felt about it. being in London. I like felt like I saw way more people mm-hmm. and like way more people that were like better to like uplift me. Than I do whenever I'm, like, here in L.A. Not that I don't love, like, people in L.A., but I don't know. I just felt, like, that was so random to be in London for that one week. And I saw, like, so many people and had so many, like, meetings and, like, lunches yeah. and shit. I was like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> no, exactly. It's – yeah, there's something – because people are here visiting, they, like, want to see you because they're visiting. So,
1: yeah.
0: anyways, it was super fun. Had a lot of friends here um, staying with me. And because I, I was living in a house, so I literally had, like, a hotel, basically, at one point. I was like, this is just – I'm just – like I own a hotel, just come stay here because <laughs> there's no one in this house except for me. Like the owners weren't even there. Um, and then yeah, so then I ended this month with another Paris Fashion Week. Apparently, there's a lot of Paris Fashion Weeks. I was not aware of this. Um, there's like three or four.
1: Um, oh, I thought there was just one types. big one.
0: No, no, no. There's different types of fashion. So there's like ready to wear, haute couture. Then there's men's fashion women's fashion so there's definitely different ones so the one in february is the biggest one usually um it well it depends the one in february and then the one this week were pretty big um but this week was um ready to wear designers so yeah this was so fun this was like the best literally the best week ever um it was so busy I got to shoot for Lancome for three days in a row with Emera Tobia who's an actress um and so I was following her around got to shoot a little ad commercial for Lancome which was super sick which you Uh, crushed Thanks. I actually directed it, which was really fun because I've, you know, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I'm really trying to go more into directing. And so I actually got to hire a team and I directed the whole video and that was super fun. And I'm just really excited. I had a really great team. My friend Jesse DP'd, my friend Ben edited, um, and it was just really beautiful. So that was super fun. Three days with Lancome and Emrod. And then, um, Shot a bunch of random fashion shows again with this girl, Roman, who's the French influencer that I did the last fashion week with, and then today was the last day. I was literally at a fashion show earlier today. Um, <clears throat> it was so sick. It was from, like, Avalano or something. I don't know the name, but it was so far. It's it's the brand that Kim Kardashian blew up because it's all latex, so I don't know oh. if you guys remember, like, she did, like, a latex look a few times, and it's from that I do designer. remember that. That's cool. Yeah, so... I guess he's blown up because of Kim Kardashian, so, like, that was really cool, um, and, yeah, just shooting a ton of Fashion Week stuff, like, it, it just, I don't know how to explain the energy of Fashion Week, you go to these shows, and it's, like, a photography meetup like and if you've ever been to a photography meetup where there's like tons of models and like so many photographers and everybody's trying to get the best shot blah 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 like and it's just there's like palpable energy it's like chaotic and energetic and like it's so alive and it's so fun I freaking love fashion week it's like it sounds like it's it's kind of like a
1: drug almost
0: (laughs) it's just like so energetic like there's so much going on and like the biggest celebrities in the world are in Paris this week because of it. So it's like, you just see all these crazy people on the street and like the fashion is so good. And I love fashion and it's just like so inspiring. But yeah, so fashion week was super fun and yeah, it literally ended today. So I have a lot of stuff to edit still. And then I also had two brand shoots um, also this week. So it was just like, oh, wow, so, so busy. Like this past week, like this weekend, cause today's Tuesday. So like Sunday and yesterday, I was like, I just need to like, not do anything but then i was moving Thanks. i moved into a new apartment so then i was like moving which is so chaotic also so it's really been a crazy week but super fun i feel so pumped so inspired i have so much oh, to i freaking love you guys i just love my job honestly it's insane like the fact that i get to for work go shoot beautiful humans like this girl i shot emerald is like stunning i don't even know
1: how she's real. yeah like, her fo- so those hot. photos were amazing by the way
0: and thank you. And it's just insane that this is my job. And I was just, I don't know. It was so cool. Like I got to shoot her red carpet look in front of the Louvre. Lancome hosted a private dinner and tour of the Louvre, which is insane. That's crazy. That insane. It's like It's like the, one of the biggest museums in the entire world. And they just got it for a whole evening. Anyways, I'm just so, I'm just so stoked that this is my life. And I'm so happy that I made this move and I have felt so just, I don't know life has just been so good and I'm really grateful and I love my job and let this be a sign you guys there were so many years where I was struggling stressing out not getting gigs thinking that I was a failure of a creator that I was never gonna get a cool job I used to look at the photographers in Paris shooting and be like that's never gonna be me I'm never gonna have a a, like celebrity DM me and be like come shoot me at this red carpet like I was like this is never gonna happen and and you know maybe it was imposter syndrome like low self-esteem but Anything is possible. If you work hard and you put your entire soul into what you love to do and you Mm -hmm. really pursue your passion 100% and you make big moves, you take big risks, it will work out in the long run, I promise. And like this whole last four months has been proof (laughs) of me putting in years and years of work, of me hustling, creating a network. Like I just worked so hard. And now to see the fruits of my hard work, like a week like Paris Fashion Week where I'm invited to go shoot, you know, a huge red carpet is just insane and i just want this to like be the motivation to keep going if you're like struggling and you're like oh i'm not getting any gigs i suck no one's ever gonna hire me they will you just have to keep yes. going don't give up please
1: don't give up it's gonna happen for oh, you i promise you i just love that keep
0: yeah anyways that was so good
1: little, my last little thing <laughs> i feel like that was like Like, I cannot top that. You just said that so perfect. Like, guys, if you need to, like, go back and just re-listen to that, at least last, like, 30 seconds again. Like, that was gold. You got this. You can do it. I believe
0: in you and anyone else who's pursuing a a career in, in creating. It's so worth it, even when it's hard. Anyways, lovely. Anyways, that, guys, we've taken up an hour and a half of your time. I hope yes. that you've enjoyed this little catch-up. A lot has happened, and even more has happened than we've mentioned, but we felt like we wanted to give you a little bit of a where we're at now. We are so mm-hmm. excited for season two. Um, we actually just hired and brought on a producer, so things are going to yes. be changing very quickly here. We're going to be putting out an insane amount of content. Um, So this is going to be a long season. We're not going to cap it yeah. at 20 episodes this time. Like, now we're on a roll – we are taking a shoot your shot to the next level. And honestly, yes. again, maybe this is me talking out of my butt, but like I'm predicting <laughs> now this podcast is going to explode. We want to inspire no, all will. the girlies out there, all the guys. We want this to be an inspiring place where you come for the motivation, you come for education and you come for laughs because we're easy to laugh at because we're kind of, idiots. yes. I so... gonna say,
1: I... <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, you I don't even know here. what I'm doing. I'm like over here. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but no, we're super excited. Thank you for being yes. here. Um, thank you for all the love we've gotten also like, even yeah. though we took a long break. We got so much love you guys. And it's like, it Which, means the world, honestly, it,
1: honestly, it really does And like, like DMS that you guys are sending us, like tagging us in, like we we've had people again, not to like make us sound like we're not good enough, but like, we really didn't know if like people were going to miss this podcast during our break like we were really stressed because like, i thought
0: people would forget i was like me too done. no one cares <laughs>
1: that's what i mean i i really thought people were gonna be like oh thank god their season's over or like oh like wait they have a podcast i totally forgot but people have actually been messaging us like saying like when is this gonna come back like you need to come back like i've missed you guys and like i don't know like that was just really cool and i think it's it also was good motivation really, for us i was just gonna say you guys also like inspired us to kind of like get the fire like back kicked back under our our butts at the same kick the fire under back under under our butt get like I to say ass. no it's like don't you
0: get a fire started under well, your ass?
1: light light I a fire know. under your ass yeah yeah that's what it is I yeah. always mess up saying <laughs> shit um so it really lit a fire under our ass to get like really serious <laughs>
0: there is yes. there is right now a fire under our asses yes <laughs> right saying. now
1: <laughs> Um, no, I
0: think okay. What she's trying to say is that you sending us DMs and encouraging us actually made us continue this because we were like this yes. close to not doing a season two, and so it was just we like difficult. The like the ones who sent out messages,
1: yeah. I think, like, to shortly say too, we it's important for I think for both of us to know right now, now that I'm thinking about it, like because Claire did move to Paris and like I'm still in LA and like travel a lot. I think we were under the impression, like, how are we going to do a podcast? Like, we don't want to record remote. Mm -hmm. We want to be in person. Like, Mm -hmm. we kind of were putting all these obstacles in our way. And we both kind of had a moment, like, you know what? Like, people are telling us, like, they actually, like, even one DM just made us, like, have that mindset change. We were like, Mm -hmm. no, like, who cares if we have to be remote? Like, let's do this. Let's figure it out. Sure, (laughs) it might be a little bit bumpier now that we're in a different setup. But, like, we want to be able to make this grow, like Claire said, and hopefully be able to, like, do things that we don't even know that we could do with it yet. <laughs> like I don't even know, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I guess this is just like a thank you guys for sticking with us yeah. and being a part of our thank journey you guys. As in this.
0: And, yeah. and a small DM goes a long way and you might not yes. think that like DMing a podcast is going to do anything, but for us, it actually was a big deal. And so thank you for taking the time to encourage us and to giving us feedback and really just nice comments because it actually that is was the deciding factor for us to continue this so and and that goes for like please go dm and say hi to your favorite artists or even like small artists especially like a dm it just goes such a long way that i don't think we realize the power that it has so yeah
1: just thank you even like taking like are important yeah and even like on that note like taking somebody who work you really love and like sending it to them and say, I really love this shot. Or, like, I really love the lighting yeah. that you did in this shot. Like something as easy as that, like that, e- even if it's like the biggest person in the world and you think they might not see it, there could be a chance they see it and that could mean the world to them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So with that, thank you guys so much for joining us back on season two. This is episode we're 21. So we are so excited. Yay. Um, we're looking forward to you guys being a part of this new adventure with us in this new chapter of Shoot Your Shot.
0: And if you have any topic ideas, if there are things you want us to talk about, um, please DM us, send us text. If you have a number, like, just let us know what you guys want to see. This is for you. We're doing this for you guys, the creators. And so if there's something you're like, whoa, I need them to touch on this thing that's happening right now. Yes, Even like pop culture news. Like, please tell us. We are so down.
1: Make sure you guys follow us if you haven't already.
0: At Shoot Your Shot Podcast underscore on Instagram. You can also follow us on TikTok. or on YouTube. And uh, yeah, just do all the things you would do to support a podcast that you love. We really appreciate it. Rate and review. Please actually, yes. for real, please leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, especially Apple Podcasts. That is so helpful. Like that's the number one most helpful thing you can do for any podcast. So if you like us, if you want to see more content, please leave a rate and review. And with that, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.